0: Council to President Trump. Jenna Ellis.
2: Okay, so we're going to begin our Friday morning with two words. Here are two words that I want you to think about courage and joy. Hi, Alex McFarland here. I'm sitting in for Jenna Ellis all this week. It's been a joy. And I want to give you a couple of scriptures, and then I've got a very special guest I want you to meet. We'll go over some news and current events. But courage and joy. If you're a believer, we can have both of these things in ample supply. Isaiah 41.10, the Bible says this in the Old Testament, Isaiah 41.10, "...So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand." Now what about joy? In 2 Timothy 1.7 in the New Testament, the Word of God says this, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. And you know what? When you think about all that we have in Christ, if, if you're a believer, and I hope you are, uh, you know what? Uh, I know times are tough. I know it's a crazy world. Oh my goodness, the world is just, seems like we've lost our mind. I've got a few headlines that are going to make you think we potentially have lost our mind But the Christian, we stand on the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have God's revelation, the Bible, the Word from God, and we can know who we are, we know whose we are, and we know that we are secure in Christ. And every day, we have not only courage, but even joy. That joy is yours today. Jesus is as close by as a prayer. And I want you to think about that in the context of your day. Uh, right now, though, um, it, w- there's a lot in the news to talk about, a lot going on. But um, to uh, ride shotgun with me today, shall we say, is Jane Jenkins Herlong. And she is somebody I want you to know about. Her website is janeherlong.com. That's Uh, J-A-N-E-H-E-R-L-O-N-G. She's an author. She's a renowned speaker and a a singer, too, actually, but uh, a a new friend that I made in the broadcasting world, and uh, we welcome her, as far as I know, her first visit on AFR in the Morning. Jane Herlong, welcome to the program.
3: Oh, thank you so much. I'm honored to be here.
2: Uh, well, we're glad to have you, and uh, if you don't mind me asking, where are you calling in from this morning, Jane?
3: This little tiny town in the middle of South Carolina, it's called Johnston.
2: Johnston, South Carolina. Now, is that your home originally?
3: <laughs> no, I'm a Charlestonian by birth.
2: Oh, wow, I love Charleston. I really do. Beautiful city, beautiful I know everybody
3: city. does. Too many people do anymore, Alex.
2: <laughs> really, is it getting crowded?
3: Oh my gosh, it's crazy.
2: <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Jane, and how did you get into comedy? Uh w- was it have you always been funny? Have you always like just leaned toward the humorous or was it something that you just discovered you had this skill along the way? What?
3: Well, I was really blessed in that my mother was very funny. And my daddy had, you know, levity in his life, but he was a hardworking, 10th-grade educated farmer on Johns Island. So I think the two of those, they, they're life lessons to me of humor and hard work, kind of helped develop who I am. And, yeah, I've, I've started just trying to find something funny. In fact, you know, Alex, my friends will look at me and say, okay, how would you just see that? And I'll retell what just happened, and they go, "Okay, (laughs) I like to find the humor and the comedy in life because I think we need that." And I love that we're talking about joy and courage. Really, that's what we need to move forward in this world.
2: We we do, we do. Do you look at the world, ever, Jane, and you you feel like kind of we've, to a degree, lost the ability to laugh and even laugh at ourselves.
3: Oh, my goodness. That is a lost art. People are afraid to laugh, and they don't know what, what's funny anymore. I mean, you and I both have been on the platform and in churches, and we've had people come up, even church people, and I'm going, y'all need to lighten up. I mean, one of my favorite verses of Scripture is that the joy of the Lord is my strength, and mm-hmm. that we a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. That's Amen. very true.
2: Amen. Amen. That's true. Well now you are in the National Speakers Hall of Fame. I mean, by the way, congratulations. Hi, I am. That is
3: p- Yeah, it took me a long time to get there, but I you know, I, I just keep trying. I don't give up.
2: So how does one become a Hall of a Hall of Fame level speaker?
3: You know, I think you just keep throwing noodles. I really I, I tell people what do you do? I say I'm a professional noodle thrower and I'm uh-huh. I just see what Dicks because I've, growing up, I mean, the enemy came against me big time because I was told I wouldn't amount to much because I have a low IQ. I couldn't get into college. Uh, I got an F in writing, and I've just released my last book with Tyndale that now, by the way, is in Cracker Barrel. And I Congratulations. was so thrilled, but that just shows you how the Lord can use us if we just present ourselves as being usable and grow.
2: Well, exactly. You know what? Um, I want to talk about you. I don't want to talk about myself, but I've got to say, you know, the Lord is so, what, what the Lord does is ironic. Um, I'm a traveling speaker. I'm an evangelist, but Jane, when I was in 12th grade, I was in a certain English class. I've told this story, so forgive my repetition folks, but, um, I went to summer school to graduate English. You know, I had to pass English to graduate high school and the, the, the thing was I wouldn't I couldn't I didn't get up and give a speech. In my English class it was 33% of the grade you had to write a 15-page paper and get up and give a speech. Now writing the paper was no problem, but I wouldn't I just I was so shy I could not get up and give a speech. And so they said well if you don't give this speech this 30% of your grade you're you're not going to pass English, you're not going to graduate. I went to summer school so I could pass English so I could graduate high school rather than get up and give a speech. And then oh who gosh. would know that for, for, the, for 30 years of my adult life, five nights a week, I would be in front of audiences doing unscripted live Q&A and speaking. You know, but when you oh, give yeah. you, I'm going to throw this to you, and I want you to respond. When you really put your life in the hands of the Lord, what happens, Jane? When you give your life to Jesus Christ... What's going to happen?
3: Well, buckle up. That's number (laughs) one, and get ready. Because if your heart is willing, he will lead you down so many roads, and he may allow you to hit several walls. All that does is give you the wisdom to know which way to turn for the next opportunity and I mean right now this is so crazy and I'm thinking about it I'm writing a novel and I'm a humorist and this is a very heavy novel but the Lord put on my heart for years you need to do this but what I'm saying is you just don't limit yourself and you don't let the Lord limit you with your own pixelated thinking because you have just got to keep serving and he will lead you it is unbelievable but it works it really works you just have to be Have a a bendable heart that you can go and do and try to to do something unusual. And don't be afraid. I always say the best uh, word in the English language is next.
4: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's the best
3: word.
2: (laughs) Um, Isn't it true, you you know, because I, I meet so many people, especially young people, that they're, they're questing for something. I mean, they feel kind of empty. They, there's something out there. They just don't know what it is. They don't know how to find it. But when you come to the Lord, um, yes, there's salvation. You trust Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. You're saved. But if you really let Jesus have your life, that's how you find your true self, isn't it?
3: It is, because we were created with this vacuum, and and people spend their lives trying to find what is it, what is it? And I tell you, when you let the Lord lead you and give your heart to him, he will. He will he's just he's just waiting for you to make that decision. And so many people I think, Alex, they have the Lord, but the Lord doesn't have them. Does that make sense?
2: Mm. Yeah, elaborate.
3: Well, I you know, God bless my brother. He's such a good person, but he's got such a bad problem. Um, drugs have just messed him up, and, mm. he, and he will fall right back into that lifestyle. He has asked the Lord in his heart so many times, and I think he has Jesus, but I don't think Jesus has him fully. In other right. words, if he were just to fully walk with the Lord, I think he could kick the habit. In fact, I know he could, but he's just not willing to do what it takes to fully be completely saturated with with the Lord, and it's it's sad, but it's a it's a decision that you have to make. Is just no holds barred. Okay, Lord, I'm yours.
2: You know, Jane, uh, you and I both grew up on a farm. I grew up on a chicken farm in North Carolina. Now you grew up on a farm in South Carol uh, South Carolina, is that right? Or you live yeah. on a farm?
3: Yeah, a vegetable vegetable farm down on Johns Island.
2: Wow, my dad, my dad's in heaven. He said something one time. And he was not a theologian or a minister at all, but he was a Christian. But I thought this was profound. My dad said this: um, some people have been a Christian twenty years, and some people have been a Christian one year twenty times.
3: That's exactly right.
2: You know, I mean, like
3: that like so you were referring to,
2: not truly true. letting Jesus have everything.
3: That is so true, and I love those ministers that challenge us, and they will say, okay, you accepted the Lord, but are you fully willing to commit to him? Does he have you? You might have him, but does he have you? And that really speaks to me.
2: Um, what are the things that uh, prevent us? And by the way, folks, if you're just tuning in, Alex McFarland here, and I'm very pleased to be talking with Jane Jenkins, her long uh, she's the author of Sweet Tea Secrets from the Deep Fried South. Now is that your book that's in in Cracker Barrel now among other places?
3: It is. It's been so much fun. I tell you what I do. I was speaking in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma last week and I went to all the Cracker Barrels and just walked in and signed the book and sold it. I'm a I can sell a book. And but people enjoy it cuz it's funny, it's got life lessons and little sweet tea takeaways, but yeah, that's my latest book, and uh, I've had a lot, a lot of fun with this one.
2: Um, have you spoken in all fifty states?
3: I'm pretty close. I'm working yeah. on a couple of them. I think Alaska is one, um, and I haven't spoken in Hawaii. Boy, I'd love to do that.
2: Well, I got to tell you, as fellow Southerners, now back me up here, Jane. Not everybody <laughs> knows what sweet tea is. You know, there's. Listen to this. And I isn't was that ins-
3: tragic. <laughs>
2: I, so I was in Chicago, Illinois, and they, they said on the last night of this crusade, they said, we're going to have barbecue for in honor of Alex from North Carolina, we're going to have barbecue. Well, so we go through the line, and they had like these sloppy joes. You know what I mean? Like loose meat, sandwich, sloppy joes, really good, right? Oh, yeah. So I said, I said when yeah. are we going to have the barbecue? And they said, well, this <laughs> is the barbecue. And I said, listen, uh, uh, this is great, and I thank you, but this is not barbecue. Uh, I said, <laughs> spiritual issues are just part of the problem up here. I got to teach y'all what barbecue and sweet tea is. So, sweet tea secrets from the deep fried South. What's What's the book about, uh, Jane?
3: Well, it's fifty takeaways. I, I I just like you know in the South we we tell stories. That's how we speak. That's our language. And so I have fifty short stories that are funny and poignant. And it has a little sweet tea takeaway, kind of a remembrance of what the story is about. I mean, so it's it's a lot of fun. And people, like, it's amazing how ADHD people are. They say, do I have to read the whole thing? I say, Uh no, honey, you read a little bit, put it down. It's good. And then, oh, I'll get it, you know.
2: That is great. And uh, what is your website? Give us your website. And I, I know people will want to find out where you're speaking and maybe even how they could bring you to their city.
3: Yes, it's www.janeherlong.com. H E R L O N G. Or jane at janeherlong.com. Mm
2: hmm. Um, hey, can I you hang love on to through speak. another segment? I really do. A- amen. Well, and uh, what's your main context? Do you, do you do churches, conventions?
3: I will do any group I feel I'm a good fit for, and I could just go all over, anywhere.
2: Amen. Well, folks, uh, this is the American Family Radio Network, the Jenna Ellis in the Morning show. Alex McFarland sitting in for Jenna Ellis. We're talking with Jane Jenkins Herlong. She's a speaker. She's an author, just a Christian thinker who will make you laugh and give you truth. Stay tuned. We're going to come back, and we'll take some calls, too. 888 589 When American Family Radio returns. Stay with us.
0: Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning
2: on American Family Radio. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, said Jesus. I have overcome the world. That's John sixteen thirty three. Welcome back to the program. Alex McFarland here talking with Jane Jenkins Perlong. And we're going to take some questions. And uh, there's a lot in the news. Uh, my goodness, the border crisis. And by the way, we do really do need to be in prayer for our nation Um, You know, troops are at the border. It's funny, a week ago, the White House press secretary said that uh, border crossings are down 90 percent and INS and uh, the problem of illegals crossing the border is under control. Two days ago, President Biden kind of in in one of his, uh, (laughs) they call him the gaff master, bless his heart. But he said the the border situation was, quote, chaos. You know, it's got to be funny. Uh, When President Biden sort of goes off-script, you know, you know his handlers are back behind the curtain pulling their hair out. Uh, But anyway, he, uh, you know, there's a lot to talk about, and if you want to call in and converse with our guest, um, Jane, we got to find humor in life. I mean, we we can't turn sour, and Christians of all people have a reason not only to be able to, to laugh and laugh at ourselves, but to maintain joy even in this world, like Jesus said, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world, Christians of all people, uh, we've got joy because ultimately we know things are going to be okay if if we belong to Jesus, and, and we, we keep our joy, don't we?
3: Oh yeah, that's, that's huge. Um, that's where our strength comes from, as I mentioned, and uh, you know, there is just so much that can pull you down, and I really struggle with watching uh, news sources. I just it's hard to know who to trust anymore. I mean, there's so many oh lies out there. It's just tough, and I really feel for people who are trying to seek out the truth, because the truth is just subjective. I mean, uh, who is it that Chuck Colson said that the only moral absolute is that there should be no moral absolute? That's what people and he Boy, he we, we was right when he departed this world. He left us oh, with that I'm... good one. So, very oh. true.
2: Well, and you know, and it, it was my privilege—not uh, name dropping here—but uh, Chuck Colson and I were pretty close friends, and he spoke for me many times in our conferences. But he said the church was to be the conscience of the culture, um, and and that's really true, isn't it? I mean, lovingly but consistently, we are to call people back to the truth, which is—I know—that's what you do in your speaking. Um, uh, do you, you get them to laugh and they're open? And you, you give them truth, don't you?
3: Yeah, and that's where, when you started the show, you talked about courage. This is no time to be wimpy. There's right. no time, and if you speak the truth in love, it will communicate. And if it doesn't, you need to knock the dust off your sandals like Jesus did and move on. There are plenty more people out there that are ripe for the harvest.
2: Have Have you always had this positive perspective, or did you go through some circumstances and uh, landing on your feet, landing in the arms of Jesus. How did you get this, what sounds like a very healthy perspective?
3: I I went through some tough times. I think we have to embrace adversity. I think, you know, you and I both are friends with Nito Kubain. Uh, Nito yeah. always says, adversity is not your enemy. Make it your friend. Uh, it mm-hmm. can be, it can develop. We are human human becoming. That's what Zig Ziglar always said. I loved him. Right. But we are always evolving, and we should embrace tough times. My uh, the, my third book was called "Bury Me with My Pearls," and, <laughs> and I really okay. understood the world of publishing. But it's about dark pearls, and dark pearls can define you as long as you don't let that pearl become your identity. The darkness you need mm-hmm. to make it through the hard times, wear the dark pearl, and say, oh my gosh, i got to tell you what I just went through. See the dark pearl? It made me better. And that's what wow. that book pretty much was about, but it was still funny.
2: Right. Well, uh, good morning, everybody. It's AFR in the morning, the Jenna Ellis program, Alex McFarland sitting in, and our special guest, Jane Jenkins Herlong. She's a speaker. Before I take our first call, Jane, give us your website, please.
3: Um, JaneHerlong.com.
2: And Herlong is spelled H-E-R-L-O-N-G Jane Herlong That's dot com. Uh, we're going go to go right, to Texas. Thanks. Madeline in Texas. Madeline, are you there? Yes, sir. Thanks for holding. I say the Lord must love Texas because He made a lot of it.
4: <laughs> yes, sir.
2: That's right. Uh, welcome and thanks for listening. What's what's your question or comment for Jane and myself?
4: I just want to say. That I'm, I'm in middle school, and me and my dad, Jeff, we listen to you every day, and it's like a God's blessing that he put you to, like, on earth, and that, like, they, the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, because that's just a gift from God right there.
2: It is. Mm-hmm. Well, for Madeline, I am so honored that you would be listening. Thank you so much. And, uh... Uh, Miss Jane, I bet you have got some words of wisdom for for young Madeline, don't you?
3: I do, Madeline. I'm an honorary Texan girlfriend, so we're on the same page. (laughs) So let me just tell you, just then briefly, never give up. I was discouraged from going to college. I did not get accepted. I scored so poorly on all of those horrible standardized tests, but the Lord led me to the right small college in south carolina i started on academic probation my daddy had to sell cabbage for me to go and nuts those were our food stamps and uh, i ended up graduating on the dean's list and went to graduate school and then went to the miss america pageant i was laughed at when i was young because i was such a tomboy so don't ever give up on those big dreams
2: madeline uh what grade are you in sweetie
3: i'm in eighth grade
2: what's your best subject
4: my best subject right now, I would say math. It's definitely wow. not my favorite, but it's, the, my, it's my best.
2: Well, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, do you know what you might do career-wise someday uh, when you get through school? Do you know?
4: I want to go into music education at Texas State University.
2: Wow. Well, God bless you. Hey, I'll tell you what, Madeline. I would love to send you one of my books, and if, if we get your uh, address, if your parents give you permission, I, I'd like to send you a free book. Would that be okay if I send you one of my books? Yes, sir. God bless you. Well, thank you for listening to AFR. And um, hey, I got a verse for you. Can I give you a Bible verse? Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Do you know that verse, maybe, Madeline? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? All right, this is like my life motto. Okay, this is like I was twenty one, I came across this verse, but listen to this. Proverbs three, five and six says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Isn't that great? Amen. So,
3: yes, sir it is.
2: God bless you, Madeline. You have you have made our day. Thank you for calling in. I really appreciate that.
3: God bless you, Madeline.
2: Aaron from Arkansas, do we, do we have Aaron? Morning. How are how are you today? Oh, blessed. How are things in Arkansas?
0: Oh, undeservedly blessed. Oh, they are they are fantastic. I I just want to you know thank you for everything that you do and uh, your stewardship. Uh, I just wanted to uh, comment yeah. real quick. You know, having <laughs> I tried to call in yesterday, but I was a little bit late. Um, but. You know, I always say that having having loosened our Bible belts, we've been caught with our pants down. Uh, huh. That, that mm-hmm. we need to uh, gird our loins, and in that connotation, you know, that is preparing for war. You know, whenever they girded their loins, they were preparing mm-hmm. for war. Uh, they and uh, listening. Uh, whenever I got in, first things first. You know, y'all were talking about uh, laughter. You know, having having a a, a light-hearted. Hardness, but but seriousness, and you know, and I'm I'm kind of a jokester myself, and uh, I know, this, I believe it was Jane. She uh, she had mentioned uh, Zig Ziglar. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to go to one of his motivational seminars uh, right uh, right before his passing, and it was such a blessing. And you know, I just wanted to say thank you all, and Miss Madeline just calling in eighth grade. Bless you so much. That that keep he- keep the spirit keep the faith girl um that was that was such a blessing to to hear her uh isn't isn't humbling, that amazing so.
2: uh well god bless you Aaron uh what do you do there in arkansas Aaron
0: well i design uh i work with autocad i'm
2: a d- the design engineer so you're you're smart i know that uh, are are you a are you a geek and i say that with Somewhere. the highest of respect
0: Somewhat. Yeah, I'm on the borderline between geek and
2: nerd. So. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Listen, uh, I'm not trying to brag, Aaron, but I recently set the clock on our microwave. I'm pretty proud of myself. Not, not trying to show off here. So I'm I'm with you there. I'm I'm all about the tech, Aaron. <laughs> but uh, God bless you, and thanks for listening to Afr. Um, and Jane, it, you know, isn't it something like like the young lady Madeline that called in? Um, Truth. Even young people, they want truth. I mean, we, we might not think they do, but but I think we grown-ups, we have a responsibility to pass truth off to the next, and really life skills, too, but especially truth, to hand it off to oh, the you upcoming know, generation.
3: Oh, that's absolutely what's burning on in my heart. I mean, last week, Alex, had, you know, I spoke to 10,000 kids in, um, in um, Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Yay. book center. And it, I was thrilled to do that. Um, and it was all the future farmers of America. And they Amen. are incredible. And even when yes. I checked into the hotel, the same story I get with these young people that are outstanding, like Madeline, and they say stuff like, oh, this is the most well-behaved group. Well, they're leaders. And they work the yes. land, and they take care of animals, and they love each other. Oh, it was just unreal, the young people. I wish people could see what I saw last week. E-
2: exactly. And, you know, um, I know, Jane, you and I are just uh, getting to know each other, but m- my, my main gig, in addition to traveling and speaking, we do a program at 3 p.m. Central called Exploring the Word. Now, listen to this. You're, you're going to love this. Uh, Bert Harper, who is, I think, 71, And I'm 59, but we do this program, Exploring the Word. We've done it for 13 years, and it's a live Bible teaching show. And uh, it's 4 to 5 Eastern, 3 to 4 Central, and so forth, all across America. Well, I travel easily 150 cities a year. And guess who comes out that wants to meet Bert and myself are middle school and high schoolers. It is so cool Mm. that young people... Uh, And um, recently, uh, I'm going to say six weeks ago, I was at one church. I had spoken at a winter youth camp. Anyway, this caravan, three or four cars of moms and dads, got up, drove two and a half hours to come and hear me. And I was so moved. And and I asked these 10th and 11th graders, I said, hey, I'm thrilled. But, you know, you're traveling two and a half, three hours to come hear some, you know, middle-aged speaker. I mean, it's a blessing. Well, this guy, his name was Adam Waddell. He might be listening. He was an 11th grader. He said, Well, Mr. McFarlane, you tell us stuff nobody else tells us. And see, oh my, goodness. My, my point being, I think kids are way more hungry for truth than we give them credit for. Do you?
3: Oh, goodness. They're so confused. Oh, this social media thing. Of course, it can be a beautiful thing many times, but it can be so destructive. Can you imagine having a smartphone? in um, elementary school or, or junior high and getting bullied. I
2: mean, mm.
3: th- that, I mean, I was bullied enough just not having all that technology. These kids don't know that that is just junk and don't let it get into. I tell you, it's like Satan's playground. It really oh, is man. the way that these things can just destroy a child when they, when they really don't understand who they are. And they're, and they're, look, we both know that suicide is up. It breaks Mm. my heart. It breaks my heart. So we need to be praying for this generation, but we also need to be educating this generation. You're right.
2: We do. We do. Greg in Tennessee, thanks for holding. Welcome to Jenna Ellis in the morning. Greg, you're on. Well, it's wonderful to finally talk to you. I've tried and tried and tried. uh... Well, we're pleased to have you. What's that? I said we're pleased to have you. Well, oh, thank you. I,
0: uh, no, I was just, want, I heard something on AFA. i would just say I work for a Christian company. My boss actually told me about AFA. And uh, it's such a blessing. But
2: um, You have a very wise boss. Yeah, he's,
0: <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, I was just, I, I listened to you at work, too. And uh, I'm back here by myself most of the time, so I'm, you
2: know, uh,
0: but anyhow, the, uh, I'll try to keep it brief. That's kind of a challenge for me. But <laughs> anyhow, I was listening to F.A. a little while ago, and you're talking about perspective, really. I was just going uh, to th- – I thought it bore repeating, and I don't even know who it was on because sometimes I'm just catching it here and there. But there was uh, somebody on there, I don't know who's speaker or pastor, but he, had, uh, he said it about David and Goliath, he said David could uh, could have looked at Goliath and said, he's big, I better run and he said, or he could have looked at him and said, he's big, I can't
2: miss. Oh, I, <laughs> that is that. great that. perspective. Now, Jane, that's the spirit, isn't it?
3: Oh, I love that. That's a
2: good one. Amen, amen. Greg, we have got a break coming up. I am so thankful. Honestly, that's great. Hey, that, that giant out there, he's so big. Plus, we have the Lord with us. How can we miss? Jane, I'm going to ask a favor. Can you hang on for one more yeah. segment?
3: Oh, we'd love F- to.
2: Thank you. Um, Sweet Tea Secrets from the Deep-Fried South. Where can people find your book, Jane?
3: Oh, all over. Where uh, Bookstores, all the you know, the chains, uh, Target, Walmart, uh, Books-A-Million, Amazon, of course. All Amen. over. Cracker Barrel. Don't forget Cracker Barrel.
2: And, and Cracker Barrel, too. Hey, and you know what? Yeah. Um, that, that would be a good book to read while I'm eating my apple crisp, you know? But folks, yeah, yeah. Alex McFarland,
3: ask me to tell a funny story about it too. Alex we got a real quick funny story later.
2: I shall, folks. You can listen to this show again at afr.net, and we're going to be right back. Plus, we we are going to get to some news, so hang tight, folks. Jenna Ellis in the morning with your guest host Alex McFarland. We're right back after this. Stay with us. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the Morning on American Family Radio. Isaiah 41.10 says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning. Jenna is traveling. Alex McFarland here. What an honor. And I do want to say, before time fleets away, I want to say what an honor it is to have sat in all this week for Jenna Ellis. Thanks to Devin Patrick, Adam Suddeth, and the incredible crew at the American Family Radio Network for uh, the, the technical term. They are the knob twiddlers. They turn all the knobs that make all this radio go out to America and beyond, and so I'm grateful for them as well. And we're speaking with Jane Jenkins-Herlong, and she's a speaker and an author and just a all-around delightful person. And uh, we are taking calls, and the number, if you care to call in, is 888-589-8840. Triple eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. Sam. Sam in Arkansas. Thanks for holding. Welcome to our conversation with Jane Hurlong.
1: Hi Jane and Alex. Uh thank you. So I am one of those people that I try to, much like you guys, I'm sure, much uh try to find something funny in everything because it does it does help the heart sometimes whenever we're heartbroken. Uh, mm-hmm. but I have the privilege of of, uh, preaching a few times over the last 20 years or so. And, you know, some reason or excuse that you hear a lot of times when you ask people, hey, where do you go to church at? Um, You know, when you're trying to invite them to church is they say, well, I had a bad experience at church one time. And I don't know why I said this. I didn't have it in my notes. But I said, you know, I said, and I said this as I was preaching, I said, you know, one time I had a bad experience in the bathroom, but that doesn't keep me from going to the bathroom sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> i said people will disappoint you people will let you down people are inherently undependable but jesus will never let you down ever so Amen. don't let a bad experience that you had one time keep you from church you can no longer say that i said we've all had bad experiences but you need to come back and fellowship and be with jesus and come back to church
2: good word sam good word jane oh, jane really what's good. your response yeah yeah you know, it's funny. You know, yesterday when I was speaking to a group, and a college student came up and and basically said that said, you know, how can you be supportive of the church and quote organized religion? Although I'm, Jesus is a relationship, you know, not religion per se. But um, I always ask this whenever I whenever I get that question. They'll say the church has done so many bad things, or I had a bad experience. Um, I always ask, I'll say, um, can you give me a specific example? Um, And, you know, honestly, folks, now I know, look, there are some stories out there, and I don't minimize those at all. There have been pastors and youth pastors that did horribly inappropriate things, and that's wrong, and I, I, you know, don't minimize that at all. But, Jane, I have found a lot of the people, especially college students, that they'll say, well religion is bad, the church has done bad things. They don't have a concrete example, there, but they're parroting things they've heard. Um, and, but here's the thing, even if every Christian behaved badly, Jesus is still risen, and he's the Savior. And even if, if every Christian was perfect, that wouldn't make Jesus more risen, Jane, isn't it true that we've got to help people understand Christianity is all about the Lord Jesus, and it's not contingent on the behavior of any particular Christian?
3: Oh, you're just speaking right up my alley, because I gave birth to one of those. I mean, of all (laughs) things, raising a Christian home. Got a son that questions so much, but we did what we were supposed to do on the get-go, and we saturated him in the Word of God in our little church that I can see from my window, and um, he, needed, he always needs to have life lessons, and, and we are showing him those lessons consistently. And I believe by the grace of God, he's got a place in the Kingdom of Heaven, but mm. uh, that is common. And let me tell you, it's a cop-out, because a lot of young people aren't interested in the organized church. They're missing out on the fellowship. My good friend Eddie Jones says the church in the future is going to be kids going out and collecting canned goods and going to the homeless, and that's part of our ministry. But we need for Jesus to be real, but he needs to be real in us first. We mm-hmm. should set the pace. And we don't need to cop out. That's why we have to have courage and speak up and do those things, like you were sharing your conversation with me on the plane. We need to just put seeds out there. We, we're, you know, we are meant to be sowers of the seed. The Lord is going to take it from there. We, it's, Ex- it's his job to grow it we got to sew it. That's
2: it. Amen. Amen. Great word. Great word. Dana in Mississippi. You're on the American Family Radio Network, Dana. Hello, Dana. Dana, okay. Not there. Okay, we're going to go to Laurel in Alabama. Laurel, are you there? Yes, I am. Good morning, and welcome to our conversation with Jane Jenkins-Herlong.
4: How's it going? Good.
2: good, good to have
4: you. Good. Okay, so Jane, I had I had to look up your website. Oh my stars! You are so funny. I thought I'm gonna die. That hell. That
3: kitty uh, store.
4: <laughs>
3: Isn't that hilarious? Uh, it really happened. That, I'm not making that stuff up.
2: W- no, what is that now? I
3: don't think.
4: Oh, it's. Anyway, I'm not going to dare you to do anything, okay? So, okay. okay. So don't don't worry about don't worry about that. But anyway, my question <laughs> was, see, sometimes you just do you ever think funny? Do you ever just find everything amusing because I do that? Um, so my question was, how did you get because I missed the first part of the show? How did you get started from you know, okay, you graduated college and all that kind of stuff, and then next thing you know, you want to be a public speaker and
3: make people laugh. I tell you, it was like a gradual process. I moved to this little tiny town. I hate to even say this, but I know the Lord, of course, directed this, but I had one date with my husband, and he proposed, and I said yes. And I think the reason I did is because he was dating the girl that beat me at Miss America, and I love her, Cheryl Pruitt. So I started out, to answer your question, in this little town, and I have a desire to share with young people, and I started traveling and doing my own speaking in schools. And then it sort of led to another thing, and then I decided, you know, people need to laugh. So it was kind of a gradual process, to be honest. So it didn't start out, you know, like with that little funny story. It evolved into that, and I think God just showed me my talents and gifts, and like I was telling Alex, you open one door and you go, oh, I can do that. I'm going to try that. We'll see what happens. See, I'm not afraid to fail, either. I mean, I'm not afraid mm. for somebody to say, I-, I don't think so, sweetheart. I'm not afraid of that. I'll go, okay, what can I do next? So that's kind of how it happened. And yeah, I do see things funny, and that's a gift. That's God's gift to you.
2: Jane, uh, how do you, um, w- what advice do you have for people who want to find what their gift is?
3: I think you have to start and kind of bloom in your spot. And then all of a sudden, I think the roots will grow deeper and the branches will go higher and stronger. And you will Mm -hmm. see things, Alex, you say, what in the world? Like with you, you know, you were discouraged, scared to death to speak. Look at what you do. I think these are the things that we are punished for when we're little are our strengths. Isn't that crazy? I was Mm -hmm. stuck in the corner because I talked too much. Uh, That's my strength.
2: It, you know what? so wild is, th- this is so wild, and my, my sister, I have the greatest sister in the world, my big sister, she lives in Roanoke, Virginia, she's probably listening now, Caroline, love you, Caroline. All right, check it out. She, uh, she became a high school science teacher, and yet she has a broadcasting mm-hmm. degree. And I, oh, yeah. the shy, shy guy, <laughs> had an English degree, ended up being on the radio. Uh, it's it's wild, but you know the beautiful thing about it is, folks, and this is true for one and all. Number one, give your heart to Jesus, be born again, put your faith in the Lord. But then, like Proverbs three, five, and six, trust in the Lord. Get let the Lord be the Lord in all of your ways, and He really, honestly, will direct your paths. I know that firsthand. Jane knows that firsthand. Jesus has things for you, folks. The Lord Jesus has great things for you. But, uh, That's true. We,
3: and talking about finding things funny, out, can I tell a real quick story about seeing, seeing things funny?
2: Yeah. Please. So I'm
3: in Cracker Barrel, I'm signing books, and this old man walks up, elderly man, I should say, from the restaurant. He said, you write that book. I said, yes, sir, I did. You really wrote that book. I said, I did. Would you like an autographed copy? He said, I don't want no book. I'm just looking for a toothpick.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's why like, I was in a Barnes and Noble. I, d- I did a book signing. By the way, <laughs> folks, when you're an aspiring author, one of the loneliest afternoons you'll have is doing a book signing. And so here comes somebody, and I'm like, finally, oh boy, somebody's going to ask me to sign a book. And, and the guy says, um, hello. I said, well, good afternoon. It's good to meet. He goes, hey, uh, where's the restroom? <laughs> I'm like,. Uh, <laughs> You know, what's that sound? Oh, self-esteem, leaving the building. Uh, Jay in (laughs) North Carolina. Jay, are you there?
1: Yeah, I'm here. Thank you for taking the call. I'm sorry I'm laughing. That was so funny. Hey, listen, (laughs) my question for Miss Jane here is, um, does the Lord himself have a sense of humor? And uh, um, if so, why does she say so?
3: Well, I definitely think the Lord has a sense of humor. We're the ones that decide that he does it many times. I think that we have to ask him to help us find the, the levity and the lightheartedness. I think when we go through really hard times and all of a sudden we laugh at something, I think it's God's way of giving us a hug and saying, you know what, it's going to be okay. Because uh, this too shall pass. You know, things will happen and things will pass. I met a woman in 92 and I said, what's your secret to longevity? She said, my favorite verse of scripture. And it came to pass. You know, that's in the Bible 737 times, Mm. and nothing's permanent. So I think we have to remember that, that God can help us. And we need to pray, Lord, help me see the levity, and please show up for me. I need a hug from you. It could be a phone call. It could be anything. But Mm. we just have to ask the Lord to show us these things. That's my opinion. And it works. It works for me.
2: Amen. Amen. Jay, good question. Hey, you know, the um, humor and wisdom of the Lord... Jane, in Luke 20, okay, the Pharisees come to Jesus and they demand, hey, by what authority do you do these things? And Jesus said, okay, if you can answer my question, I'll answer your question. This is Luke 20, verse 8. Jesus said, John the Baptist, was he of God or of man? And they said, uh, if we say of God, the people, and Jesus will say, why didn't you listen to him? But if we say of man, you know, we fear the people. They said, well, we, we can't tell you. Jesus says, well, then neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And, I mean, that's not necessarily, mm-hmm. like, funny, but, oh, my goodness, yes, I, I agree with you, Jane. I think God does have a sense of humor, and I think just in the words of the Lord Jesus, you know, I think he was very, uh, well, obviously, as the Son of God, he had all wisdom, but th- there's there's a certain humor and an exuberance in the way you read the words of the Lord in the New Testament. But we're going to go to Annette in Virginia. Hey, Annette, what part of Virginia are you in, if you don't mind me asking?
4: I am coming from Fauquier County, Virginia.
2: A lot of history up there in Virginia. Well, Thank welcome to our yes, conversation with Jane.
4: Thank you, and I've been blessed to be a part of that. Um, yeah, good morning, Alice and Jane. I just wanted to... Uh, call in and say how blessed it has been to listen to you guys this morning and listening to Jenna um, every morning is amazing. Um, and I also just wanted to say that we are going to celebrate life, um, this um, decision that was made on 624 last year, and it would mm-hmm. be an awesome blessing to have Jane come and speak to us and encourage us. So um, look forward to my email,
3: Jane, I see it right here. Thank you, Annette.
2: (laughs) Excellent. Well, God bless you, Annette. Thank you so much. And thanks for that word of encouragement. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, Dana in Mississippi. Dana, are you there?
5: Hi, I'm here. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say that Madeline, hi, y'all. Jane, you are so, I've just enjoyed y'all. Alex. This whole week, it's been great. I know that all of Jenna's listeners have enjoyed you. Um, Today, y'all have been speaking to my heart. Um, And this week, in general, God's been really speaking to my heart about uh, Gen Zers. And I don't even know what to call them. And I I couldn't even tell you what age range they are in, but it's our young people. And y'all are so right. They are starving for truth, mm-hmm. I work at a place where I see a lot of, of kids come and go. I work at a salon, and they are everything y'all said today. Just really hit home, and I, I wish that a lot of, uh, of of believers could have the courage more to to speak truth into them and plant little seeds because they are hungry for it.
2: Amen. Mm-hmm. Dana, thank you so much. Uh, we're just about out of time. Jane, I, I want to thank you so much for being on with us. Um, a final word, uh, and hope- hopefully we can meet again on the air soon. But Jane, thanks for being with us.
3: Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure and an honor.
2: Well, indeed. Folks, you've been listening to Jenna Ellis in the morning, Alex McFarland, very honored to guest host this week. Hey, I'm going to be at The Cove, the Billy Graham Training Center in Western North Carolina, July 7 through 9. I would love to meet you there. We're going to be in First and Second Peter. Plus, we'll fellowship. We'll pray together. We'll just encourage each other in the Lord, July 7 through 10. You can go to the website, thecove.org. Put my name in the space bar. You'll find it. My website is alexmcfarland.com. I'll be back at 3 p.m. Central on Exploring the Word. May God bless you and God bless America.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.